Aristotle said, the secret success is to know somebody nobody else knows. Thomas Edison said, I failed my way to success. Estee Lauder said, I never dreamed about success. I worked for it. Zig Ziglar said, you can get everything in life you want if you will just help enough other people get what they want. Zig Ziglar said, your attitude, not your aptitude, will determine your altitude. Welcome to Make Shit Happen. Our guest today is Robert Garrett. Robert, thank you for taking the ride. You know, the, uh, you know, I appreciate it. Thanks for driving. Little, what is it, about 30 minutes from your, from your 30, place? 35 minutes. Not a problem, brother. It's my pleasure. Robert, first time I met you, we were at Top Sushi. Yeah. You know, and I was having a drink right there at the bar, and you were right there. And, uh, you know, we started talking to each other, and we kind of, uh, you know, gelled up. You know, it was uh, you were there with your wife, and I was there with mine. I agree. And, uh, you know, since then, we have just met each other at that bar, at that restaurant several times. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And I was thinking of something on the way over here. I don't know if you remember this, uh-huh. but there was one night with just happenstance that my wife and we happened to run into you guys at BB's. We were going to set yes. up a bar. Yes. Okay. And then it was full. So you guys invited us to sit yes. and we set. And you started telling me uh, that you were going to do a podcast. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. And, 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 and here you, what, what, 100 episodes in or yes. a little more? And, That's it. A little you know, over 100. The world is so full of people talking about doing stuff talking about doing stuff you're a doer man <laughs> man i appreciate so, it man. Awesome. well thank you well, you're a doer as, as well <laughs> the other day you were telling me a story about how you know you started uh you know being and uh working for somebody as an electrician yeah. or just helping them as an yeah, apprentice right. absolutely right and then all of a sudden you know you were like man i like i like what this guy does yeah tell us a little bit about that if you don't mind sure walk yeah. us in memory memory lane okay so so uh you know i went to a small private school uh, and uh, one of the, the, the girls there was a friend of mine and her father owned an electrical contracting business. And, uh, she would ask some of the guys, we were teenagers in high school, right? And did anybody want to come and work, uh, you know, for her dad over the weekend, he'd pay him cash and, and just kind of manual labor stuff. Yeah. And so me and a couple of my buddies did it and, uh, they didn't like the hard work, but I liked it, you know? Uh, uh so I went back every weekend and then I worked for him during the summer and I just really liked it. You know, and uh, when I graduated from high school, I mean, I was a horrible student. Okay, I just wasn't college material, you Mm -hmm. know. So the only option was for me to go to work. So when I graduated from high school, uh, weekends over, I'm working full time doing what I had been doing part time as an apprentice electrician. Well, now it's all licensed, right? So you have to work a minimum of four years under a master electrician in order to apply to take a test to become a journeyman licensed electrician, right? Mm-hmm. So once you get to that point, you're a licensed electrician, but now you have to work another four years under a master electrician in order to try to take your master's test. You're looking at eight years. So in retrospect, I could have been a doctor, but you know, so, yeah. but here I am, right? So you're eight years in before you could even think about opening your own business, you know? And so, so by this time you're 26, 27 years old. That's probably. right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So what, what, what made you like this, uh, this guy? I mean, you went to him. I mean, you know, did he, did he have like because he, he, you know, what made you want to be in your own business? I mean, when you okay. went over there, did that guy? I mean, ha, did he wow you? What, what happened? Okay, okay. So, so honestly, the man was like a second father figure to me. His name is Ronnie Wood. On okay. Wood Electrical Services, super nice guy, you know. He was like a second father to me. He probably might not think that, but it, to me, I thought that, you know. Yeah. And what got me was, I remember when we were in high school, and uh, and I might have even worked 
for him a couple of times at this point. And we were going over to his daughter's house and his house. And we're driving down this road in this neighborhood. It's kind of an average neighborhood. And all of a sudden I see this house and I'm thinking, whoa, look at that house. I mean, it really impressed me. And they pull into the driveway. That was their house, lo and mm. behold. Now, at the time, it seemed like a mansion to me, but it wasn't a mansion. <sighs> but it was significantly. And it just, so that was an impression. You know, he had the, the game. I didn't grow up that way. Yeah. So when I say I went to a private school, you think, oh, la-di-da. Well, this wasn't that. Pri- this is more a private school for wayward kids, you know. <laughs> Although there were some affluent family member type kids there. There were those that were the invert of that, me. Uh-huh. Uh, and I saw that. And, and uh, it just really stuck with me. And I just kept thinking, if he can do it, I can do it. And that wasn't a knock on him. Mm. But I thought, I could see it. This seemed real to me. And I could live this. I could it, do this. It seemed like it's something achievable that, that I can do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so so now you, tell me a little bit about how you grew up. I mean, you know, you went to a private school. When people hear private school, you're right. You know, like, oh, they, you yeah. know, yeah. $50,000 a year private school. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, they ain't doing that yeah. bad. So how, I mean, were, were you, I mean, were your parents pretty well off? I mean. No, not even, man. Uh, you know, I, I was an only child. Uh, my parents divorced when I was very young. My uh-huh. father was a plant worker, uh-huh. uh, and my mother was a nurse, a registered nurse. And this was before nurses made any kind of money. She was a college graduate, you know, a nurse, and but they didn't make any money. Uh-huh. So we lived damn near at poverty level. Now, I will say that as I grew up in that neighborhood, my dad would give me things that a lot of the kids that I grew up around didn't have. So I almost saw a little bit of both sides. Like I got, I raced motocross when I was a kid. Yeah. So I had new motorcycles and I got a pretty nice Trans Am uh, when I was uh, Firebird when I was in high school when I think it was almost 17. So I had some things, so I saw both sides. But really, I grew up in the sticks. I mean, yeah. the cows, we used to throw rocks at the cows and, you know, and, and we had shell roads, man. We'd ride these shell roads on the motorcycles and, uh, you know, stick your feet down and kick the sand up and the, the yeah, shells up and the guy behind you type stuff. So and what kind of kid were you? I know you oh you, 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 you you played music. We're going that way. We're going that direction now, Sam. <laughs> I thought you liked me. Yeah, let's go. Okay, well, I, I was a horrible kid. I was horrible. Uh, I had a good heart. I always had a good heart. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, I, I, there's still a lot of people I, I see to this day that, were, uh, that knew me as a kid or older. Maybe there's a kid. I didn't even think he'd be alive. I mean, I was hell on wheels, man. Uh, not in a good way. Uh-huh. I mean, don't get me wrong. I wasn't knocking little old ladies in the head and taking their purse and stuff. But, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, yeah, not somebody you're proud of. No, no, no. Yeah. No. So, but, so, I mean, you know. And then you, start, you were playing music. So how did music start? And you, you still love music. I do. I, I, I'm huge. I, I think we all love music, right? I, right. Do, I love to make it. And I love all types, man. I love hip-hop. I love heavy metal. I love jazz. In fact, I'm kind of circling back around and kind of starting to learn some old jazz standards, different type of playing and stuff. Uh, but uh, funny thing, man, my mother bought me a little Kent electric guitar when I was probably 10 or 11 years old. I can't remember the time. And so I really wanted to play. And then she took me to lessons, and this guy's showing me how to read the music and how to play Mary Had a Little Lamb. I didn't want to play. I wanted to play Jimi Hendrix. I wanted to play Rush, ACDC. I don't want to play Mary Had a Little Lamb. Yeah. In reality, now knowing what I know, this guy could have easily showed me how to make music. You know how it is? You can make stuff fun while you're doing it and learning, or you can make it a battle the whole way. Yeah. And, and, and so that really turned me off, and I kind of just put it in the corner. And then uh, a buddy of mine 
was hard on cash. I think it was probably 14 or something. I, I loaned him a little money. He let me hold a Gibson SG, which was my first real guitar that I had in my hands. Mm-hmm. And another buddy gave me a little distortion pedal. I, mean, I don't even remember why he gave it to me. And then all of a sudden I heard that sound. And I just, start, I just fell in love with it, man. Mm-hmm. I'd play all night long. All night long. All weekend long. That's what I did. Wow. So now, now you... You started working for Mr. Woods yep. back when you were like, you know, in high school. Yeah. You graduate high school, you start working with him. And 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 you today you own an electric you know, you you you're an electrician, master electrician. Yes. You have an electric company. Yeah. So t- tell us what I mean, what when you went to go work with him and you became an apprentice apprentice electrician and then you took your test for journeyman, mm-hmm. at that point did you know I want to have my own company? Always. Always. Okay. Always. And why? Well, that's a million dollars. I don't know. I don't even know if I knew why. Okay. I just knew I wanted. I, I wanted to be my own boss. I, I don't even. I don't even know if it's monetary thoughts came into mind. Uh-huh. Right. Um, I don't know. I think it's just natural to want to be there. If, if if you play baseball, you imagine being in the big leagues. Right. You imagine being in the high school team. There, you're on the high school team. You imagine playing in the college team. Right. You're always thinking that. If you're not. Kind of what's the point? Exactly. And I don't mean that it's a knock against people, that, but I, that's just was my mentality. That was just your mentality. That was just my mentality. You wanted to be a business uh, in your to be own an business. Entrepreneur. Now, now, so, so then you worked for Woods for how long? Ten years. It was the only job I ever had. So that's the only job you had. Then you decided you're gonna open up your own company. Yeah. You open up your own company. You said he's your mentor. I mean, did uh, you know how did he feel when you when you said you were gonna open? Well. You know, I, I can't really get into it, but there was definitely some 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 mitigating circumstances. Uh-huh. Uh, I'd been there 10 years, so I was fully vested in a profit sharing plan uh-huh. they had put into play. So I had some money there. Uh, and there was a, a customer of his that was good friends of mine. Mm-hmm. It was a, a crane, an offshore crane manufacturer. Mm-hmm. And the guy and we ended up being very good friends. My my wife and his wife and us, and, and we all had kids around the same time and Anyway, he, he was taking over his business from his father. Mm-hmm. And he said, I just got an order for 20 cranes. And, you know, you're going to be doing this work for him. And you keep talking about opening your own business. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, boom. I mean, this went down on a Friday. And RMG Electrical, DBA, was born on a Monday. I mean, there was no break. I went yeah. from working full-time 10 years. Friday afternoon's finished. Monday, I'm on my own. And I thought I was in hog heaven. I mean, little did I know I'd underprice myself and yeah. this, that, and the other. But that's a whole other story. You know? So, you know, uh, you know, I always say that being an entrepreneur and becoming an entrepreneur are two different things. Because you can be, you know, you, hey, you probably were really good at being an electrician, and you still are. And I know you have some specialties, but all of a sudden, you were just not an electrician. You were a businessman. Bingo. Okay, you had to do, yet. You you're like, what? I got to pay taxes and I got to do this <laughs> and I got to, I got to do the accounting and I got to do all that stuff. And I mean, you know, there's a lot of people learning the hard way. Yes. Did you? Absolutely. I always say I got a degree in business from the School of Hard Knocks and it cost more than one from Harvard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I lost hundreds of thousands of dollars in my ignorance as to what was going on. Now, the one thing that really saved me from getting too deep off into it in the beginning was I was really learning. Right. So when you think of most of us think of electric work, you think of people wiring this building and, and doing that type of stuff, maybe in homes and putting in ceiling fans and stuff. And of course, we did all that stuff and we are licensed to do that. But I specialize in motor controls and automation. Mm-hmm. So basically, 
in the in this area in the Houston area, people that in that manufacture an industrial piece of equipment could be an oil water separator, a compression uh, skid, a hydraulic power unit, uh, any number of things that's made. Right? So I'll go in with these guys and like that crane company, and I will design the electrical control. I was learning this. I was never taught this. I wasn't even taught this in the when I'd been doing it for ten years. Uh, and I was going to school at night because the master's test was an eight-hour test in the uh-huh. city of Houston at that time. So I studied for years and went to school at night while I was working and continued to do so when I started my company. So I'm learning this as I'm going. I taught myself AutoCAD. Funny story. You know, we met at Top Sushi. Yes. Do you ever, did you ever meet the bartender, Jackie? Do you know Jackie? Yeah, I think I Okay, yeah. Jackie and her sister. You know, Janice, they run voices over there and all that stuff. Her name struck me as odd, and one day, I don't know, a couple of years after knowing her, she come to find out her father, he and I worked together at my first customer for 10 years. Oh, wow. He taught me the basics of AutoCAD, Jackie's father, and it would become friends with her. I hadn't seen him in many years, you know, uh-huh. and uh, he had actually, sh- because I would do the d- the design, I would do the wiring and the control. We were doing all explosion proof, intrinsically safe. And we were just uh, wireless controls of these offshore cranes that would go in these hazardous locations offshore in plants, you know, and, uh, and I would kind of hand draw up what I was doing and he would have to document one day. He says, Hey Robert, let me show you this. And so you can start uh, doing this yourself. Doing this yourself. And, and then, and then things changed and they got into programmable logic controllers, which are basically, basically industrial computers. Yeah. Uh, so I taught myself how to program that. And so just, and it wasn't like now, right? Now you get a YouTube video. Boom, yeah. You're an expert, you get an expert. in 15 minutes, you know? <laughs> He's probably doing it right now on his phone. Oh, what yeah. are you learning how to do, right? I'm guy? sure. He, he I, was, I was asking him the other day, well, how did you learn to do that? And he told me, <laughs> YouTube. We uh, couldn't do that when we were coming. Yeah. So, so, the, so, so let's, go, let's go back. So you start your own business. You, you learn a lot. You know, your first job, you even underpriced it. <laughs> right. I mean, because there's a lot to it right now, yeah. because at first you were just an you were just an electrician, but now you're, you, you know, you're estimating, you're, you're cost estimating it and yeah. you're doing all that yeah. stuff. You know, uh, tell me, tell me a, one of the biggest mistakes or biggest lesson you learned that, that you can advise somebody who's learning or somebody who wants to be an entrepreneur who wants to go in their own business. What will that be? I say business 101, separate your business from your personal. Okay. okay. Explain that if you don't you mind. Know, some people, they'll, 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 oh, I'm, why rent an office? Because I'll just do it all at my house. And now you've got your personal bills on the desk with your business bills on the desk and you're intertwining. I think that separation is very important. Let the business stand on its own. Treat it that. Now, you don't have to go rent office space, but do something to separate it. Mm-hmm. Get yourself protected. Get incorporated. Right. And then at that point, the only, the only way I know is I, it was all through the School of Hard Knocks. Now, my wife did all the accounting for years, uh, and she's luckily now has been retired and spends time with the grandchildren and stuff like that. So really just the first thing is separation of self, personal from business. That's number one. For me, it was number one. And then, like you said, man, uh, taxes, you know, uh, all, of those, all of these types of things you don't realize. when you, Like I said, most people are probably pretty good. I mean, if you were a crappy cook, would you start a restaurant? Probably most not. people are pretty good at what they do. They don't fail because they're not good at what they do. They fail because they don't know how to run the business. They don't know how to run the business. Cash flow is king, brother. I don't care what you worry about. Profit's going to matter in the end, but you better have the cash flow. You know, so there's a lot of stuff that, 
I mean, the way you look at that you learn, that you learn. I mean, I'll, and you learn it. A lot of people learn it along the way, and some people they make it, some people they don't. I mean, yeah. you're right, but but I mean, you know, you might as well teach yourself pretty fast if you don't have anything that that you can that you know about it. I think another big thing, and I say this all the time, right? It's like it's easy to shine when stuff's going your way. Oh, yeah. anybody can do that. Anybody can do that. The trick is to shine when it's not going your way. That's what gets you. Businesses don't go out of business when they've got plenty of business and everything's going well. They go out of business when things get rough. Yeah. Maybe it's personal life. Maybe you're going through a divorce. Maybe you've got a sick child. Maybe, uh, you know, whatever. Well, like this COVID that happened. <laughs> this that, was, is, that was a big one. Oh, dude, this is catastrophic. I feel so sorry for these bar owners and, and, and these business, uh, the restaurants. And honestly, it's affected us all. I don't yeah. know about you, you know. Yeah. You're the marketing king, so I don't know, brother. But for you know, peons like me, it's it's. I've seen a, a. There's been a drastic change. I mean, there's been drastic change. I mean, you know, things have changed. I mean, everywhere. I mean, uh, I, I mean, there's there's been big uh, cost increases. You know, Absolutely. as tra transportation, offshore and inshore. Uh, I mean, there's there's been big challenges, big challenges in getting people to work. You know, you you get four or five people out of your work and all of a sudden they all have COVID. Now you're, you know, cut down your, your workforce and, and, you know, workforce is important, you know, because we are still people, uh, you know, you need people, you have two electricians out, your project cannot get done, you Absolutely. know, same thing, same thing with us. And so it's been a lot of challenges. It's been a hectic year, you know, for sure. And uh, we just, all we can do is just look forward and, you know, keep kicking. That's it. You know, just put your yeah. head down and just keep marching right into it. Yeah, keep yeah, marching into it. And so, so, so you said uh, divide your, you know, separate your business and yeah. your personal. Yeah. That's number one. You know, incorporate, learn about taxes where you can save some taxes. Cash flow is the king. Anything else you can think about right off the top of your head? I mean, taxes. I don't know. I don't. I don't know about you, man, but I, you know, we got into tax trouble in the beginning, uh -huh. and uh, it took probably six years to get out of that tax trouble. Uh, and it wasn't the taxes that we owed. It was the penalties and interest that they kept going on. And then you hear this talk about, um, you know, offers and compromise, and you pay these accounts to do all this stuff. And then finally, they'll, you know, a little secret, if they have any hint that you're going to be able to get out of it and pay them, why would they give you an offer and compromise? They're not going to. Yeah. Nobody's. So that was really, you know, I, I could have done a lot of things much better at that time. Yeah, that's, you know? that's one thing that I would advise to, you know, learn that you still got to pay taxes. There's a lot of businesses that get in that problem. I mean, you're in that trouble. So, I mean, I would always say, hey, hire a good accountant, yeah. you know, and don't make, go the cheap route. And make yourself an employee, right? It, 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 it's a paycheck. Don't just keep it, you know, keep it separate. And then as you get bigger, you can do distributions and types of things. You can say, but you got to make yourself an employee. You got to get a paycheck. Absolutely. There's a to, lot of right? business, a lot of businesses that they, 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 they go in there. They, you know, they're working. Well, you know, when you're in the business, you're for yourself, you work harder than when you work for somebody else. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that's the truth. Uh, a lot of people go in business thinking that they won't have to work as hard as they they were working before. <laughs> they're, they're setting themselves up for failure right away. What what was your what was your experience about oh that? God. Okay, yeah, I say be your own boss, name your own hour. Yeah, what twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah, <laughs> name your own hours, right? And oh oh my gosh, and like I said, I was just really self employed because again, I was learning a lot of stuff. I was moving into something very different. Right, uh, the motor controls, the working with these uh, manufacturers and stuff. I, I can remember working seven days a week for months straight through the holidays. Yeah, uh, you know, fourteen-hour days, fifteen-hour days. You know, 
a problem for me, and it's like, someone you you impress me. I, find I appreciate it's impressive. It's inspiring, right? And I have a couple of other buddies that have done what what you do, and it's that scaling. Yeah, I'm a micromanager. You know, uh, I'm a micromanager. I'm a perfectionist. Uh, and I, while not clinically diagnosed, I'm sure I'm OCD, you know, so, uh, those types of things are not conducive to scaling. Uh, so I'm really, really focusing on trying to step back and let the team that I have in place do what they do, you know, and, and I, and I constantly, sometimes I'll step in and I'll say things and I think, Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I do that too. I suffer from that too, uh, time to time, but you know, it takes, it takes a lot, you know, to step back. And let people make mistakes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But you always got to be there when you, when, you know, when there's uh, people who say step back and let, you know, let your team work, let your team develop. You can't let them make fatal mistakes because, you know, I feel like you're always one mistake away from going bankrupt. Absolutely. You know? and Absolutely. That's how I think. Uh, and I mean, it's, you know, unless you're like have Warren Buffett's money, you know, then, you know, one, two mistakes and you out, you know. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and, and, Listen, we were operating on fumes as early as, as uh, the end of 17. We had a very anti-business uh, climate in the government, and especially towards the oil-related industries. And when they shut down all the production, and everything going in the Gulf, mm -hmm. and they had that leak, uh, that, was, that was catastrophic for us. Yeah. I, you know, I'm kind of a, I did all my work in the beginning, and, and we're, I'm, I'm about uh, 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 quality of life. I'm, I'm into traveling. If I'm not traveling at least once every three months, four times a year, I'm not happy. You know, T tell us about that. I mean, you know, how do you, how do you maintain balance? Well, you know, I think it's easy because I'm kind of lazy when it comes to that. I've, I've already put all in my good years. Right. So you, you, your company, you've had your company now with uh, 27, 20, years, 27 yeah, years. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, were you, were you traveling like that in the beginning? Uh, no, I really, for the first five years, it was very, very, uh, difficult, man. Cause again, I was self-employed. I maybe had one employee, two employees. I was doing all the work myself, all the design and, it, and inherently in what I do, I'm the one that maintains the master's license and all of the employees have to be under my direct supervision. That's, that's, uh, that's, a, yeah. that's a requirement, right? So I can't even, we can't have 1099s and they have to be my employees. And I, and I like providing technical support, and I still teach my guys. I still do a class on Saturdays. I just finished one for our younger guys, teaching them how to do these motor controls because you just there's no place you can learn that. And and you, the motor control, you said you have traveled around the world yeah, yeah. doing this motor control. Tell so tell me where have you gone? Okay, and so, what have you done for some people? Okay, so so again, it starts with that that working with a small to mid sized OEM here in Houston, right? So they're building some type of equipment. So when they send it overseas, most of them will go a lot. Of, I've done several projects in Saudi Arabia, Abu Dhabi, uh, Trinidad, uh, and then North America. But most of them were what they call FAT, a factory acceptance test, where they put this piece of equipment over there. And now it has to be demonstrated as acceptable, turn it on, make it work. And so a lot of times I'll be there uh, just to assist in that startup. Yeah, true. Um so, so you did that, and you self-taught yourself that you you went ahead and, and took over. Now, what is the what is the name of your company? It's RMG Electrical Inc. It's my initials, RMG Electrical Inc. Okay, so Robert, if some if people like looking for, I mean, what if someone is listening and they're like, man, I need an electrical company? How will they find you? Well, you know, uh, 
we have a, we're on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, of course, we're listed in the got a website. People. Yeah, we have a website. All that right. stuff. Right? What is the website? It's 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 the name of the company. So it's www.rmgelectrical.com. Uh, rmgelectrical.com. Yeah. Easy man. Yeah, uh, easy, you know man. rmg electrical. RMG and you electrical. do you do basically besides automation. That's where you specialize in, and that's what you like to do for big factories, bigger OEM. Uh, you know, uh, any kind of factory that that needs that automation. Yes. You also do. Uh, did you say you also do uh, offshore? project well no not so much just for assistance if they need some type of technical assistance that doesn't happen i have a pending project for saudi arabia okay. uh, for three weeks in january okay i'm waiting to see if that comes through but now i may travel once every two or three years and it's usually for it takes longer to get there and get back than it does for what we do uh-huh. you know and i still like to do that part of it uh, but we are fully licensed and insured electrical contractors. So, and do, you, you'll do, like, you, you basically do any strip center, any mall, you know, like that also? So, so that's where it gets a little tricky. We'll do any commercial or industrial facility. We shy away with general construction. Gotcha, gotcha. These gotcha. space build out, those types of things are not You don't want to do, that's not your specialty. It, it's, it's, yeah, it's, well, usually con- contractors are looking for the cheapest person to yeah. do that. And I just never saw you, how that benefited Yeah, you're more, more in the industrial space absolutely but even commercial you know we have a lot of customers that have office space and we'll maintain their lighting or upgrade them to led and exterior lighting all of that stuff okay. we'll do all of that all right uh you know so. so you do you do small work too but you just don't like absolutely. to do small re- small retail built out right no we we literally do small work so if you were to say to me well uh oh well the, the lights are not working in the restroom we literally would send an electrician out to repair that figure out the yeah if there was, was a contact or absolutely. what happened yeah absolutely. gotcha, so gotcha. Do, in fact we consider ourselves service oriented okay right? so yeah, all right we, and gmg electrical.com rmg rmg electrical.com is where they can find you, you. Been drinking already Sam? no <laughs> all right brother that's that, that vodka or water in there it's a uh, pretty it's not water. that hard man it's rmg I got it. RMG Electrical. I don't know why they thought it was the other way. Robert, tell me, tell me, what are your small, short-term goals? You know, to work as little as possible. To work as little as possible. Uh, You know, I wish I should have a definitive answer for that. Um, I can tell you for myself now that I'm really trying to focus on uh, networking Uh now. Uh, you know, that's something that's always just kind of happened by happenstance. Yeah. And I think I'm trying to create a more focused effort towards that. Uh, when I stop and think about all the projects we, we get and the bigger projects, a lot of the ones, you know, and again, we're small companies, several hundred thousand dollar project, you know, $600,000, project, all these new ones that come in, usually because someone I met. Maybe at Top Sushi. Literally, mm-hmm. I met a dude at Top Sushi. We had a $200,000 project after we talked about for, and it came to fruition. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so what that says to me is stop worrying about did Johnny go out and fix so-and-so for two hours at Plant X and focus on bringing in that type of possibility. Yeah. And, and I do have my two sons or two of my three sons working for us. And I have a couple of good guys. I have several guys. One guy's been with me over 15 years. Mm. And another guy's been with me over 10 years. You know, and they are an integral part of my team. I, I, I rely on them heavily. And uh, I'm hoping that my son will become a part of that. And uh, let them take it. All my energy's gone, Sam. <laughs> young people, 
run with it. You know, I'm comfortable. Yeah. So, so now you said that you like traveling. When yeah. did you start traveling four times, three times a year? So what happened was after that five-year period and the kids were small, we do a lot of stuff where we always said we do two trips a year with kids and two trips without. So I've been married 27 years. So mm-hmm. two with, two without, right? And it was all small stuff, right? So we go to San Antonio for a long weekend. We go to, uh, 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 we go back and forth, Austin, San Antonio, Austin, San Antonio. And then I got to talk to my wife. And by the time we were staying in a nice hotel, the Hyatt or whatever, and we were spending a couple of thousand dollars, so we can get a plane ticket and go somewhere. So then we started going to Vegas and then Mexico. And it just kept going. And as our income level went up, and before you know it, I mean, like we were in Dubai for the UFC in uh, September, my wife and I. It's the first time she'd ever been to the Middle East. I was glad for her to see that. Some people have these misconceptions of what it's all about. People are just people for yeah. the most part. Yeah. You know? uh, but so... It just became a part of, we try to go someplace different. There are places we've been multiple times, like Cabo San Lucas. We love Cabo, Vegas. We love Vegas. But uh, uh, Amsterdam, London, Rome, Paris, Venice. So you have traveled pretty, the pretty, pretty good places. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Costa Rica with some friends of ours. Uh, Hawaii, Cozumel, Turks and Caicos, Jamaica. My, you know, we just wear it. We try to go someplace so, new. And, and why is it so important to you? Gosh, <sighs> Number one, I enjoy it, and my wife enjoys it. We enjoy it together, mm-hmm. and the kids enjoyed it, and they, they got to the point. We go snow skiing a lot. Um, it's it's an education, especially when you travel overseas. When You you know, so much, so many of us, we live in this little bubble, and you think people are, so they, they hear, oh, this person's of, uh, you know, Middle Eastern descent or whatever. They, they, they have all these preconceived notions, and, and, and I think it's, you know, when you get out there and you start seeing everybody's the same, mm-hmm. you know, they really are. And, and everybody's, what they have to bring to the table is beautiful. There's something beautiful everywhere, even here in the United States, right? Mm-hmm. And I just I just like it. Yeah. Does that, does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, no, no, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, education is more, uh, I mean, traveling is more like an education of the mind. It's, 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 entertain, it's uh, basically, you, you get, you get uh, on hand kind of thing. And you, Absolutely. I mean, and, and it, it opens up new horizons. It opens up your, your thinking, it broadens your thinking. I think it's just, it's just better for the mind. It's better for the body. Better for the soul, I guess. I mean, everything, you know, it's just, yeah. it, it's good. And I mean, if you have never traveled somewhere and you just stay in that one bubble, you know, ignorance is a bliss. Yeah, and, and you know, we've been blessed to get to a point where we can fly, you know, first class to places and do things and stay in nice places, but it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. You don't have to spend a fortune. Yeah. Just get on a plane and go somewhere, get a budget ticket, whatever, you know. Yeah, I read it somewhere, once a year, go somewhere new. Yeah, yeah. I say four times a year. <laughs> well, <somewhere. laughs> well, you you are one of you are one of the fortunate ones, right? Yeah, you, you know, uh, uh, it, it just doesn't. Ha- I mean, some like me, I can't go four times a year. I mean, because I just don't have the time. I mean, but but then I said, but but then I say that. But I mean, if I can go for two three days, I mean, I probably, you know, this last year, I think I probably did go four times. You know, and that's what we do. So I mean, it's four or five days, honestly. We're just, it's almost like the Griswolds. When we get to this, we get to the, 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 the Grand Canyon, we go, all right, let's get back in the car. I mean, we're not those, we yeah. drove through the parking lot of the Louvre. You know what I mean? We, we're just not the yeah. sit and wonder at the marvel of it for 30,000 hours. Because yeah, I'm thinking over here, and I, I, went, I went to Vegas uh, beginning of the year with some friends. Then I, went to, uh, then I went to Gulf Shore with the family. Then I went to Vegas with my kids and you know, Lucy. And then I went to Tulum. 
with her oh, recently. Yeah, beautiful, man. So yeah, so I mean, I have gone four times this year See, too. Now go. that I'm thinking, there you go. but you know, I don't go, but I don't go for a long period of time. Neither do we. And yeah. I, I do want. Now Tulum, we did go for seven days. When we go overseas, we will stay seven, sometimes ten days, but that, but not always, right? Uh, I think we went to Dubai. I think it was just seven days. We did Dubai and Abu Dhabi, but uh, honestly. Five days is enough for us. At that point, we're just kind of. Right, I'm ready to go. Home. Yeah, you're ready to go. You know? Hey, Robert. Now you, you know, you, you said how old are you? I am 56 years 56 old. 56 years old, and you're in pretty good shape. Is there like any morning ritual or yeah. any habit, any ritual that you oh, do yeah. that keeps yeah. you in good shape? What is it? Well, I, that's a funny. I, I have the when I I used to before this COVID thing, I'd go to the gym. It's you know, my my, my wife and I met in a gym yeah. 30 years ago, uh, and. Uh, and this young said, well, well, how did you uh, get into shape like that? And I said, well, I never got out of shape. So I'll, I've, it's just a, a lifestyle for me. I worked out. Now I have a, we have a gym in our home, and I work out. So I'll get up, have a cup of coffee, and maybe check out a little social media or whatever, and then, boom, I'm out to the gym. And I'll do 45 minutes or so. And uh, and then I, they're not, now I'm into practicing Spanish. You know, aprendo espanol. Oh, yeah, yeah good, so, man. You know, so I'll do that for at least 30 minutes every day, and then I – whatever after that so you what what is making you learn spanish i just want to you just want to you know i just want to yeah that's that's a good answer <laughs> i just want to i mean you know um you got to learn something different gotta uh, you know have a little hobby matter of fact i can't reveal it right now but angel can tell you i just i just learned recently something really good that i probably could have never have imagined uh doing oh yeah what's yeah, that i can't tell you right now yeah, sure it, it, it has right. uh, we'll do it off camera because <laughs> it, you know it, it's a project you know that, that I, needs I to it. be on there i love it and uh and i mean you know yeah of course you gotta uh you gotta learn something i want to i want to become i want to become like a like a really proficient swimmer ah yeah like, I mean, I can swim a little bit. I'm not a great swimmer. I've got a story about that. Yeah. I always thought I was a great swimmer, right? And then I started doing those sprint triathlons probably about 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. And I, well, the first time I got in open water with a bunch of people around me, I realized I was not a good swimmer, <laughs> you know, and I had to learn. So, yeah, that is a trick, you yeah. know, and I got heavily into that, and we did a lot of running and stuff. And I do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I'm a blue belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It's been difficult this year. So I like to just kind of cross-train before that became a buzzword. You know? Yeah. The, yeah. The cross training. So now what about your diet? You know, I say that I probably eat good to decent 80% of the time. Mm -hmm. Right. You've met me for about, I like to have, I, I like whiskey You know, I like to have a drink, uh -huh. you know, uh, but I'm kind of blessed with the type of body that doesn't really, you know, put on fat, you know, so, and I, and I've got a, a certain amount of muscle that it's easy to, uh, to keep on. So, I'm not one of those freaks. At one time I was, and I'm not calling those people freaks. That's awesome when you have that type of willpower. Yeah. I don't have it. Uh -huh. And I don't want it because I'd rather be out hanging with you at Top Sushi having some drinks, man. Yeah. You know, so I'm about working hard. And when I work out, I work hard. And when I go to jujitsu and we roll, those young guys, they know Robert rolls hard. You know, I, I, I do the best that I can. You know, it's just, just in my nature, you know. That's good. So, so Robert, um, you know, is there is there something – that you feel like, man, I, I wish I would have done this in business. I know you said, I know you said, hey, I wish I could be less micromanager. Okay. And what do you think about micromanagement? Is it good? Is it bad? Well, I, 
I think ultimately it deflates egos. It harms those around you and you can't do it all yourself. If you want to be working by yourself with just two or three people, then go ahead and micromanage. Uh, if you want to build up something, you know, uh, then it's, it's just not going to be possible. Yeah. I think that really my little mantra now, and I had some, some, some stuff, I won't go into it, but in, in the end of 18, that's some kind of catastrophic personal stuff happened uh, that really uh, kind of had me down on the ground rolling, you know, mm. trying to catch my breath. And uh, at that point, it just made me realize that uh, I need to be a better person. Mm. Uh, and I just, uh, so my mantra is just be a, be a better person, be a better friend, be a better father, be a better boss, you know, be just be a better man. And every day I fall short. Yeah. And that's okay. But every day I'm saying, I, I, I mean, and that's what I was saying. I'm, I'm working out because I've, I almost feel like it's the legs of a table, right? You need to be strong physically. Uh-huh. You need to be strong financially, right? Because people say, well, money can't buy you happiness. Nobody can buy you a lot of stuff that'll make you happy. And also, it's the only thing to get you out of a bind when the shit hits the fan. Excuse my English. Yeah, you know, that's fine. You got to have that financial uh, stability. Right. And then uh, the, the, uh, the intellect, the mind, right? Why am I learning Spanish? Man, you'd be learning something new. And even in my business, I'm constantly, we're just now doing it where we can do 4G communication to remote control equipment and connect to it. So we're constantly learning something new. And the last thing is spiritual. I'm not a religious person. I went to religious schools, but I'm not right. But I believe in, you know, how like somebody that they'll have everything and they seem miserable. You ever met that guy? Yeah. Wow. This dude's got, Got every got a nice car, got it, and he's miserable because there's something wrong on the inside. Money won't fix it. Stuff won't fix it. Working out won't fix it. Spiritual, whatever whatever makes you whole spiritually. Maybe it's maybe it's church. You know, maybe maybe it's uh, 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 you know, I don't know med- meditation. You know, whatever it is, you need to be spiritually balanced. Mm-hmm. You you ever meditate? I do, but in kind of in a different way, not in that focus. I'm kind of more now because I really, because of uh, jujitsu, it kind of got me more into stretching. So I kind of do like a self-taught yoga type stuff. When so I'm you, you zone out, you zone out when zone you're out. stretching. Zone so out. that's what it is. Yeah. Like me, I, I like running. Oh, I loved it. And, and, and I zone out when I'm running. I always did. I had the clearest mind. Yeah. It was so cerebral. Running was cerebral for me. I could just think so clearly. But the knees have told me, Robert, no more. Yeah. And, I, and that's what I'm scared of, right? Because I run a lot. Okay. And But I like running. For some reason, running outside is, I think, a little more better. Oh, I agree. You know, I feel like when you're running out in the nature, it just... It just I think it's just a different feeling than running on a treadmill. It's the spirit. Yeah. You know, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I've always loved running. I'm a big, uh, you know, proponent of it. I love it. It's not, so I'll try to maybe just do a 5K every once while just to yeah. make sure that I can go out there and do it, you know? Yeah. And I've even thought about maybe, I told Linda, I mean, again, I'm 56 years old, you know, and I know I'm in good shape, but I'm still 56 years old. It's like, I wonder if I could just run a mile as fast as I could. Yeah. I mean, hell, could you go out and do a hundred yard sprint as fast as you possibly could? Yeah. So many times. And I got to think, you know, I used to run, I ran marathons and I'd run, I'd run six miles every day. And it's like, I'll never need to run six miles of my life, but you might have to run a half mile really damn fast. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, so I mean, do you think, you think your knees will allow you to run? I think they will. That short term thing, right? Yeah. But it's, it's probably the long distance running. You can't do it. And that was the thing too, right? So I could go out and jog three miles. No problem. No, no recourse. Do it a second or third day in that week. Now I can't go up the stairs. Now you can't go up the stairs. I got yeah. you. Um, and uh, and how did you find out that that was happening? 
Because the pain. Because the pain. So once you go see a doctor, and doctor's like, no yeah. more running. You know, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just so. Well, I'm I also too. I'm a diabetic. You know, I'm a type two diabetic. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm just, I, I have to take certain medicines and stuff, but I just try to avoid it. Now I've got. I've always been a kind of a weightlifting. I loved. I'm fast twitch muscle fiber. I believe in as heavy as you can lift with good form. I'm heavyweight, low rep, and I've got uh, three bulging discs that are pushing on my nerve, and my whole arm hurts, and this finger's numb, uh-huh. and all my strength is gone. So I've had to re. This whole year has just really been weird, man. I had to change everything. <laughs> you had to change everything. So now you're doing low, low weight, a uh, high rep. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm doing more of that. I do intervals. So okay. I've got this boxing timer, and I've got a really nice gym with a six foot Muay Thai bag, speed bag, double ended bag, free weights, everything, and, and a lot of cables. And I'll do where I'll do one minute of something, and I've got 15 seconds. The bell goes off. 15 seconds, get to the next station, and I'll just do those stations, and I just pick them. Okay. Whatever I want it to be that day. Okay. And sometimes I will go heavy, but it's just not heavy. You like build it in your garage or in the room? It's in the garage, but it's completely, it's all, uh, it's all insulated, uh, uh, but it's all collapsible so that the cars, I have a three car garage and all the cars fit in. So, okay. but I've got a nice wood, uh, it's, it's, it's set up really nice. Okay. Stall okay. mats, but the cars park and you pull them out. You said you might have to send me some pictures, minutes. but I want to take a look yeah, at it. Yeah. yeah I'll come stop it's, by and see it. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. So, you know, we are getting towards the end of our, our, our uh, interview. Oh, man, and, already? And there's, there's a couple of things you already said, which answered my, my question, which I was going to ask you. But I would probably, if, if you repeat it, which is fine. There's, you know, I always ask my guest, if there's three things that, let's just say today is the end of the world. Okay, everything is gone. This interview is gone. Your social media is gone. Anything that you've ever done, people don't know what you have done. But you want, they give, someone gives you a pen and a paper and say, Robert, here goes a pen and a paper. Write three things for your future generation, your the the rest of the world, so they can see what Robert Garrett was about. What you know, what what you what do you ask people to do? What you can leave people in advice or how to live your life? What will it be? Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Do, treat people the way you want to treat be people. Okay, but but say that say that the other way. Do what? Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Well, that's good. I like that. Or treat, yeah, yeah, treat people. Treat people the way you want to be treated. treated. That would be number one. Uh, give people the benefit of the doubt. Don't be so quick to, you don't know what an individual is going through. Somebody is rude to you. Maybe they cut you off. They do this. But you don't know. Maybe this person, child is sick. You don't know. So don't rush to judgment. Give people the benefit of the doubt. Like that, you know, and then I guess thirdly, uh, enjoy life. It's short. You know, you see these people, you see it all the time. Here's this thing, right? Every once in a while, you this will come up in, in, in a newspaper or a magazine or now it's a, a blog or whatever, um, where so-and-so died and they were 70 years old and they, they had $10 million in their bank account, but they tied a rope around their belt tied a rope around the pants to keep it up. They never had a new car. They never did. Am I supposed to envy that? Is that what life is all about? I mean, how pathetic. You didn't, people say, well, you, you pay somebody to do my yard. You need to share the love. You need, everybody needs to make money, not just us. Yeah. Everybody needs to make money. Share the love. Yeah. You know, matter of fact, uh, matter of fact, someone told me the other day uh, at my church, they're like, well, God gave you the money. You spend it. 
He didn't give you the money to sit on it, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, I Absolutely mean, so you know, yeah. Why you want to put the rope around your day, you know, belt instead of instead of that? But yeah, if if you can, you know, everybody needs to make money. Everybody needs to be whole. Robert, you you know, look, you you have done well for yourself. You have been in business for twenty seven years. That's an accomplishment, right? Yeah. And and you might say, man, I I could have made a little more money, but I'm comfortable with what I do, right? Yes. But you're a very humble guy. I mean, you know, from the time we met, I mean, you know, you invite people to 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 your house. Yeah, you, yeah. you you always open their door. I mean, you know, I, I don't think I don't think I've ever seen you in a bad mood. You know, <laughs> you might have be at work, but oh, but you know, God. when we see you outside, it's a different story. I mean, you're you're treating everybody like you know, hey, you want to meet other people and everything. What is your definition of humility, and why is it so important, uh, or is it important? Well, I think it's definitely important. You know. Uh, I wonder if my man, I, I for number one, I think it's the right thing to do. Uh, I mean, you can be confident, but you don't have to scream it out to everybody. I mean, and, and even I think maybe people that knew me in in high school and so would say, "Well, Robert was very conceited," you know. And but but if if they really knew me, they they know that that's deep down inside. It's insecurity. Mm -hmm. uh, I was adopted. All these abandoned at birth types. You know, all these things, man, that make you not so. Uh, I think that uh, that just being okay with who I am mm -hmm. and my flaws and, and, uh, and I think also a, a lifetime of martial arts, you know, I've got a black belt in karate, black belt in taekwondo. I've now gotten off into Brazilian jiu-jitsu and you're going to get humbled. I don't care who you, and I'm, I'm strong, strong, strong as bull, you know? So what, you know, your cardio can't go. Somebody's got a good technique. You, you they're going to humble you. Mm -hmm. So I think that that helps me too, quite frankly, to, to get, you know, a lot of people walk around with a false sense of bravado and they, oh, I'll just knock this. They're walking around. They have no clue what could happen to them yeah. in a real life scenario. And that's a dangerous thing. Yeah. In a real life scenario, you you get, you know, life can knock you down. Yeah. Life knocks you down. It will. And when it's, life knocks you down, there's no control. It, it, it's not if. When. It's when. <laughs> so you said earlier, you know, earlier, you know, in 2000, end of 2018, you like decide, man, I need to be a better, better man, better father, better. Well, what is, what do you mean by better man? If you don't, what is your definition? Well, that's a, it's a, it's kind of organic. It's dynamic. It's constantly changing. Uh, I guess ultimately it doesn't really matter what you think about yourself. It's what other people think about you. Yeah, you, you think you're a great guy, but if people think you're a jerk, well, then the reality is you're a jerk. Mm -hmm. You know, so maybe by being a better man, I I try to treat people better. And I always fall short. I'm, don't get me wrong, man. I'm, I'm not trying to, I know that I'm going to fall short every day. You know, and I do have a razor temper. And the older I get, the better I get at controlling it. You know, uh, you know, but I just, want to be a better person and i don't even know if i can explain it to you or define it clearly but i just want to be a better person hey robert if someone says you know man i listened to this whole interview this guy i don't even know who this guy is if you gotta explain yourself in one minute how will you explain yourself or less than one minute <laughs> well who are you who is robert gear a uh, business owner family man a father a grandfather a husband a friend and I truly want to 
just have a good time with people around me that want to have a good time because one day we're not here. I just want to enjoy life and I like to enjoy it with other people. That's what's bad about what's going on now. We're meant to be productive and social and they're trying to kill both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Robert. Thanks for coming over here, man. It's my pleasure. You know, thanks for, thanks for sharing, you know, some of the stuff with us and, You know, man, I wish I can go go for hours on this thing. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have to do it at an X amount of time. <laughs> I understand, my but, uh, but, man, thank you so much again. Absolutely. You know, brother. thank Appreciate you. It was good you, seeing man. you again, man. My pleasure.